What's up, profitable public speaking listeners? Mark DeBerry, the podcast coach here, helping people launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And one of the business models that I feel like is really successful, but there's not as many people thinking about it, are doing retreats because retreats usually uh, you have a smaller crowd of people, but in that intimate group setting, uh, you, you have the real power to create that impact and really be able to scale on that kind of a scale. Uh, so we talk about the business side of organizing retreats uh, because our guest today, he organizes leadership retreats. He is an in-demand consulting principal, leadership development coach, and corporate trainer. And he's always been driven to expand the notion of leadership to include each member of the team. As a widely recognized consulting principal, his work has a strong business impact, helping reshape business cultures and guiding them in becoming more collaborative and efficient. He's also the founder of Surdeck Solutions, a consulting and training company based in Montreal, Canada. Our guest for this episode of Profitable Public Speaking is none other than Stefan Surdeck. Stefan, hey. welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Mark. This should be fun. I'm so happy to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking podcast and I mean, retreats, this is actually a really good time because I will be doing a writing retreat uh, with two fellow authors uh, at some point, dates, location, not entirely confirmed, but we do have it in the idea for winter 2020 in some warm location. Uh, but I am wondering if you could share with us how you got started with retreats and uh, what that's been able to do for you. So I have a company that does coaching inside organizations. We do some training and leadership development programs. And last year, I actually have had the urge, to be honest with you, for the past two years to develop this leadership retreat. But I, I kind of was afraid to jump in. I didn't know the organization, the logistic part of it, how to get people interested and all that. So uh, finally, last year, it was kind of in the funny, I had a dream moment. I spoke to my, my coordinator who said, hey, I do all of this when I don't work for you. So if you want this to happen, and that's the only thing holding you back, let's do it. So what we ended up doing is in the period of three months, we decided to do this in February. Um, so, uh, and sorry, we started in February, we decided to launch in May. So it didn't give us much time. So it was about getting the site up, getting the program up, the content up everything that we needed to, to sell. And to be honest with you, we reached a point in about early April, mid-April, where I said, oh my God, we have enough people, now we need the content. So we kind of got everything built. Um, so it was kind of a dream that I had uh, to, to do this. And I mean, to gather that many people together, I mean, I've been a part of Masterminds and it is really incredible what kind of uh, impact a retreat can have as compared to like consuming free content or watching yes. videos. Like a retreat is really people coming together and just a lot of content being delivered. So I think we should start with the content. Uh, like how did you structure that content? And was it like a two-day, a three-day event? And just what were your uh, experience? So what we do, first of all, we do uh... – small groups. We do groups between six to 10 people uh, because what we want is we want the proximity. We want, this is the type of event that we do where people share a lot about themselves. So if we have 50 people, it won't work for us. We won't be able to get that same level of share. So we have smaller groups 
And what we did content-wise is over the past seven years, I've written a lot of content around leadership, and I've kind of, I kind of have a way of working with my clients. So what I tried to do is structure two days of information to lead people through a bit of a journey to kind of, on the first day, they kind of get to see where they're at now. On the second day, they kind of get to reinvent themselves and what their leadership is about. So it's, it's a very interesting process, but it is a process. It's not just we throw content. There's a bit of an, a reason why we go through the content and the sequence in which we go through it. And it's interesting you mentioned six to 10 people. That's why I talked about the, the different type of scale from before because when a lot of people think about making money online or making money through your brand, they think like Facebook ads, sell like 100 training courses, sell 1,000 books or uh, get like 50, 20 clients or whatever it is. But we're talking about a group of six to 10 people here. So it's not that many people, but to create that experience. Uh, would you mind if I ask how much you charge for that experience? Or uh, I have... I have two packages that, that we sell. Uh, we have a package that's like just the basic package if you want to join the retreat and participate. And that's about 20, let's say 2,300 Canadian or so. And then we have a package that includes the retreat, but also a coaching program. And that package itself is about $4,500 Canadian. So that includes the two and a half days plus before the retreat, we'll meet with you to kind of do a uh, coaching intake meeting, see where you're at, see what you're trying to develop in your leadership. Then we have you go through our program in the retreat. And after that, we have about 10 coaching calls spread uh, at an interval of about two weeks where we help you work through your integral coaching program. It's actually a formal program that we built. And uh, I appreciate you for sharing the prices because I feel like uh, it's easy for people to underprice themselves and like a retreat, like we're talking about fewer people. We're also talking about a ton of work because it's not just like, oh, we gather a bunch of people and we provide value. It's logistics. It's getting people to commit to a certain date. It's yeah. getting event space. So uh, like trading courses, you see them hitting like $997, one thousand. $997 also. So retreats, like with that kind of value you're providing, make sure you're able to charge higher for that, charge that premium for yes. like getting you, getting the venue, the, all that stuff. And what we've been doing is we've been trying to, uh, we're undercharging a little bit, to be honest with you. We could probably charge uh, three to $400 more, maybe even a little bit more, but we've been trying to more establish the brand of our retreats. So when people come, we get testimonials. We're able to add like full testimonials to the, the retreat page. So it's kind of, they're helping us build content and market to the next people. And our process right now, like for finding people, it's actually harder than you think. Cause when you're doing something like this, people need to trust you. People need to know you a little bit. So it's about how do you create some of those touch points with you? That's some of the things that we're learning. And a lot of the clients that we get is I'm, I'm lucky because I work with a lot of corporations in, in Montreal and I've worked with a lot of different teams. So sometimes I actually call some of my clients and, and I ask them, you know, do you, have you heard about these retreats? Have you heard about what we've done in your team? I'm pretty sure it would be good for this person and this person. Would you want to send them along? And that's a lot of right now how I'm finding some, 
of of the people, but you know, it's about how do you make it so it's less high touch finding people. Yeah, and uh, like referrals, it's a big part. I've heard a lot of people on profitable public speaking and breakthrough success. They credit referrals with a lot of their business. So yes. look to do that networking. Look to do all these different things that put you in front of more people and build that whole know, like, and trust factor. Uh, yes. yeah. And uh, sometimes it's about being able to do it too. Like, you know what I've discovered? I started this last May and we've done three or four of these at this point because we do them like in the spring, we do them in the fall. And with the amount of times that we've done it, now we know what it creates. Now we know how to run it. Now we know logistically we have a great partner in terms of the, the hotel, one of the hotels where we do it at. So it's kind of at, at this point, we're starting to sell it privately to clients. We're starting to go see some of our existing clients and saying, hey, this could be good for your management team. Are you looking for a bonding experience for people, a way for your management team to get to know one another? So we've been doing the public ones to kind of test it, to try out our material. It's, it, it's been a bit more challenging finding people, but the people that are there are the people that need to be there, which is, which is great. And people have been getting great value out of it, which is cool too. And I know you say you do one in the fall, one in the spring. Do you have any plans of making that four a year or are you happy with two right now? Because I know there's work involved also with organizing each one. So I'll tell you, the biggest amount of work is actually building the content the first time. Like, you know, I've, I've given th over a thousand hours of training uh, with people. So it's kind of, I'm very comfortable in front of a crowd. Uh, and I'm very comfortable creating the type of space that that retreat needs. But the biggest challenge was building the content the first time and getting everything ready. The second time, we just made a few changes, a few tweaks to the content, got everything reprinted. The third time, it was just about getting everything printed on time. And when we got there, it wasn't the same amount of preparation. And, uh, you know, because we're working with the same hotel, they know us now. Like we walk there, we walk in there, we do this. Oh, hi, we haven't seen you in a bit. So my goal right now, I'd like to do more, but I find that it's, it's very challenging organizing them publicly. Where I'd like to sell them more is sell more of them privately. Mm. Because if you sell them to a private group, then you're talking to someone in the corporation, you're talking with their management team. You have six people at once. You have eight, eight ten people at once. It's just about charging them the right price to, to make it all make sense. But when you do that, it's, you don't have to find eight people. The eight people that are there, it's about one sale instead of eight sales. That's, uh, I mean, a content, I can see that being the hardest part. Like uh, if you go to like the same event multiple times where it's not like a whole bunch of different speakers, but it's like the same person kind of emceeing the whole thing. Uh, you see there's like 80% of it, 90% of it is the same as the last time you went with some slight changes. So like with the content piece, I could see that definitely being the hardest for the first time. But as you uh, like do it your second time, your third time, the content becomes a lot easier to plan out and to deliver. And for public speakers wondering like, you know, how, how can retreats help me? Like this could be the thing that you share on the stage or you talk about to attendees because yeah. People who see you on a stage, like that no like, and trust happens really quickly and they like yeah. going to events. So tell them about your retreat. Exactly. Last month I was doing, I was doing a keynote 
at, a, at an event in Montreal and there was about two, 200, 250 people there. And, you know, I took, I got to take five minutes at the end of the retreat. I got some leads at the end uh, for people, for people that were potentially interested in coming to, to do what we do. So it's, yeah, you have to, you have to have something to offer. And we're not talking about like a book that gives you like a $2 royalty. Books are great. And we talked about the prior episode, but we're talking about again, like a retreat where it's like the worst case scenario for Stefan is 2,300 Canadian dollars for uh, one person joining him on the retreat. So the interesting thing about the content too, is that, you know, maybe similar to you with your book writing workshops, you may have some sort of formula that you want people to go through, but I can tell you that from one time to the next, I don't have a pre-recorded speech. Like it'll change based on the people that are there. And on the first night, what I try to do is I try to size up people and see what is it that this person needs to, to get out of their comfort zone, to get what's some of the edges that I hear from these people. And they actually get live coaching and I challenge them and I make them uncomfortable during the event a little bit. But when they walk out, everyone walks out with something different, but we've gone over the same content. And it's not formally, here's the formula and I look at cards. It's basically a very open type of conversation. So for speakers, if you master your topic very well, it's about how do you just lead people through your content? I know the high level bullets and what we do actually is in the binder of the retreats. It's about maybe 10 to 12 articles that I've, I had written over the years. So it's all my content. And what I do as we're doing the conversations is I'm just trying to do the touch points. So if they don't know what we spoke about and if they can't remember, they just look in the binder, they read the article and I make sure that we kind of covered all the major points as we were talking. Yeah, it's a really great insight also. I mean, these people, uh, they're really committing a lot to coming to the retreat. So, I mean, just giving them that binder, giving them that physical, tangible thing that's going to help them remember stuff after the retreat is over and just give them that better experience. You may get someone who comes back to your uh, other retreat based on how you treat them during yes. their first experience. Yes. So, again, I'll build on what you just said. Uh, what we try to do is we try to find uh, not some luxury places, but some premium places. So we find places out in the country that are an hour or two away from town. Uh, we have two places where, where we do this, one around Ottawa and one about an hour from Montreal. And what we, what we basically do is we try to provide them an end-to-end -end experience. Like the in, in our cost, people get food, people get lodging as well, which makes which is why I'm saying it's a tad underpriced right now. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they get like the complete package and everything. Like one of the hotels, the hotels we've the hotel we've done it the most with is kind of part of the experience. Now I'm doing it elsewhere in November, and part of me is saying, mm, how is it going to defer now? Because that other place is just kind of part of what we do now. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, part of the experience. And uh, I mean, it's interesting you have the hotel as part of that experience and like being able to branch out, like going into different hotels, like it does reach a different audience, but I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out for you 
uh, yes. given, uh, like how you've been doing it now and make it change. But change is certainly good in business as uh, it is for any of us to be doing. But you know, the other thing though, uh, is it's important to build good business relationships. Like one of the reasons why we've done it three times in one place, and we already have two dates booked for 2020 with this place, uh, is because of the way that they treat us. Mm -hmm. And what I've told them right from the get-go is as long as you treat us well, as long as you treat our people well that are coming, I'm not moving. And if I ever have a private one, I'm going to call you and you get first dibs on it. Mm -hmm. So for them, it's a win-win if you bring business to them. When you go and you have uh, six to eight people, add, I have three people on staff that, that go. There's me, there's another coach, there's my coordinator. Um, and maybe that's something that could be interesting for you in the perspective of learning. Um, I love having my coordinator there because she takes care of everything that needs to take, be taken care of meal-wise, people's needs in the room that pertain to the hotel. So all I need to do as a facilitator is I just need to run the event and make sure people are getting what they need out of the event. Everything logistic, I don't need to think about. I have someone else doing that for me in the background. Yeah, it is good to have someone helping you with the logistics because uh, the logistics are certainly a lot. Uh, for people who are like thinking like, wow, retreats are really good. I like the idea. Uh, but I feel like people want to know a little bit of the numbers. So I can just give it to us an idea of how much you invest because like with a hotel, I know they give you premium rates if you use them a lot, but can you give us an idea of what that investment looks like? Um, it, it's hard to give, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, it, it's, it's uncomfortable trying to give ballpark figures on, oh, okay. on here because I'm kind of sharing part of my costing structure here. Um, but, you know, what you, what you have to figure on in terms, of, in terms of logistics, one of the big things that, that's important to us when we do these events is all about the timing of the meals. Mm -hmm. So it sounds silly, right? But we have a schedule as well as we're running these retreats. So if we say that we're starting at 7.30 at night, again, after, after supper, supper needs to be done, delivered in time so that everyone can be finished for 7.30. So our first retreats, uh, the, uh, the, the time was all over the place because they did, kind of didn't understand our needs. And that's why it's good to go back to the same place because as you go back, they get to understand your needs and they get to be able to say, oh, yes, you know, that they need this timing with us. How do we work out the timing? So in our case, uh, everyone pre-orders everything. So everyone pre-orders uh, at the morning break for the lunch. So the kitchen knows everything that we need. Uh, at the afternoon break, people pre-order for supper off of the menu. And then it's just about showing up and, you know, and everything is, is ready and everything works, works well. So that's a big part. Of, of the logistic. The other part of the logistics that you have to kind of watch out for is to kind of plan, like we do it at a place where there's typically a spa. So how do you do something where people are still going to be able to use the spa? And how do you plan your event in a way that either you tell them arrive early uh, or you tell them uh, you know, you'll have this window that you can use to book something? So you have to consider that logistic wise the 
other thing about the space is about, in our case, we like to do things outside too. There's some things where if it's nice outside, because it's out in the country, uh, what we typically do is we tell people, okay, grab your books, grab your binders, go out there, go for a walk, go answer the reflection questions, come back in half an hour. And when they come back, we debrief. So we kind of use, that's why I said the space is integrated into what we do. It's not about staying in that room. It's about what can we do outside? And there's some things that we know we're going to do outside. And I like that idea of thinking about outside stuff because I know someone who recently organized her retreat. Like she went on some like touring uh, experience with uh, the people who were in that <clears throat> retreat. So being able to go beyond the room that you're in. And when it comes to logistics and like the investment costs, things like that, part of it depends on hotel. Part of it depends on location. Yes. If you're looking at a place like San Diego, which has like some of the highest taxes in the U S you're going to get a higher cost than some place that doesn't have as much tourism or as much tax and things like that. So location is pretty huge too. Location is huge. The other thing that's huge, um, like price wise without going into numbers, one thing, the things that we have to con consider are the cost of the room where we're doing the event, uh, the cost of the rooms for the individuals, that, that, that are booked, the cost of three meals a day for the individuals, that's part of it. The cost of snacks, that's part of the, the costing structure as well. Uh, we also bring gift bags for people because what happens is because we're out in the country, there's not even a convenience store nearby uh, and we don't want to get people, you know, getting lost in the country right so we give them a bag with water with chips with granola bars with different things uh and and then they have something you know that they can they have a little care package so that they can take care of themselves in their room the other thing price-wise that you need to consider uh we do this on uh sunday night monday and tuesday if we did it like Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, the hotel would probably be a lot more booked and uh, we, we'd have less chances to, to get the dates that we want or we'd be paying higher rates. Uh, the other thing that we consider is we consider the season in which we do it. So sometimes we'll even talk to the hotels, to, to one of our partner, partners and we'll go, well, one, when's a downtime for you that it would be really convenient for you to have us come? That's really so, great point. So then, you know, you're kind of helping them out too because you're bringing them business. And when you're figuring out your cost structure and your price, uh, in my case, I have staff that comes. So because I have staff that comes, uh, I need to, we need to pay for, for, you know, we have to make sure that within our profit that we're covering our room cost and that we're covering our food cost. So that's something else that you kind of need to think of if you're bringing support people with you, you need to figure on that cost as well. I mean, so, I mean, this is really great stuff for anyone thinking about doing their first retreat. Definitely giving me a lot of awesome stuff because I'll yes. be doing that retreat pretty soon with my two fellow authors. And who knows, maybe I may think about doing some other retreats on the side because I'll be graduating college at that point. So I'll have a lot of yeah. free time ways <laughs> to do stuff for things about free time. Uh, anyway, this interview has been really amazing and I feel like there are so many people who are just going to have more questions and 
just want to continue following you on your journey. So where are some good places we could find you? Uh, the, the best place that, that you can find me is on Twitter. And my handle on Twitter is S-S-U-R-D-E-K. And I publish regularly uh, different art- leadership articles that I've written over the years and new ones that, that I've been publishing. I publish videos as well every once in a while. Um, if you want to see our company page, it's currently under construction because we've been rebranding, but it's my last name.com, S-U-R-D-E-K.com. And if you're interested in knowing more about our leadership retreats, maybe organizing one with, with someone that you know, with a group that you know, um, you can visit us at awakenyourleadership.com awakenyourleadership.com. You'll see the ones we have scheduled. And if you'd like us to organize a private one, we can organize private ones as well. It's just about knowing where you're at, seeing what, what kind of place would make sense, but it is something that we would like to do and that we're open to doing. Stefan, thank you so much for sharing those resources. We'll throw a link also to marketbird.com slash strategy if you want to schedule a free call. May see how we can collaborate, see how I can help you grow your business. Uh, Once again, thank you so much for coming out Profitable Public Speaking. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, Thank you. It's been super fun talking about this like that. Thank you.